Welcome to the Team Engagement Podcast, where leaders of teams share their insights. We discuss five questions in about 15 minutes, and I am very excited to welcome our guest today. This is Matt Watson. He is one of the founders of Full Scale out of Kansas City, Kansas, the Kansas side of the uh, city there. So, Matt, thank you so much for taking time to join me on the podcast today. What would you like the audience to know about Full Scale? Thanks for having me, Sean. So we help other companies find affordable software development talent uh, that they can trust. So a lot of a lot of people struggle with finding developers; they're expensive, and they don't trust, you know, offshore companies around the world. So that's the problem we're trying to solve. Wow! So you're kind of like a little broker then, of sorts. Uh, you know, we we provide the talent that people are looking for. Oh, that's great! Well, good for you, and you go worldwide. Then is that right? Uh, our employees are all in the Philippines. The Philippines, fantastic. Yep. That's where my VA is at. So she's yep. great. <laughs> yep. That's fantastic. All right. Well, let's get started with our questions then. Matt, our first question, share with the audience a time when you overcame a challenge that you're especially proud of. Well, for me, I think it's actually our business model. So people, you mentioned having a VA. A lot of people have success having a VA that, that helps them out, having a virtual assistant. But outsourcing software development doesn't work very well. Um, a lot of people have a lot of bad experiences with it, especially from India and stuff like that. There's kind of a um, a history of that. And you know, our biggest challenge was is trying to overcome that and fix that problem. And we do that by doing outstaffing instead of outsourcing. So helping people hire employees that can work directly for them that they can interact with instead of using project managers, which doesn't work work very well. And so you know, that fixing the business model problem that the companies have has, has been the, the big thing for us. Oh, that's a great challenge to overcome because that's a tough one. The model is one of the hardest things to, over, to kind of figure out. And sometimes that can be a challenge in and of itself. So kudos for figuring yep. that out. Well done. Question number two, how can a leader help foster and nurture creativity within a team? So I manage software development teams. I'm on the product side and, you know, creativity amongst my team is, is really important. And for me, it's, it starts with just not telling them what to do. It's asking them, you know, how would you do this? How would you solve this problem? What ideas do you have? You know, letting, giving them space, time, and energy to think about how to solve the problems. And a lot of the times in software development, that's where things go wrong. If you're always telling the development team what to do and exactly how to do it, you know, that kind of kills their ability to be creative and they can't contribute as much as they could otherwise contribute, right? So I think it starts by giving people their own time and energy and asking them how would they do things instead of just telling them what to do all the time. You know, that's a really great response because I, and I completely agree because micromanaging, that will kill the creativity because now it just feels like they're just trying to hit all the boxes that the supervisor yeah. wants them to get. So I really applaud that answer and that approach that you guys take is to just give them the instructions, but then kind of give them that space to figure it out and let that creativity come in. I think that's awesome. Question number three, how can leaders help kind of uh, create a sense of trust between the team members or employees of the company? Yeah, I think you always have people on your team that like working with different people or or different personalities, right? And all that. And I think as a, as a leader, it's understanding the different personalities you have and who works well with different people and, you know, having one-on-ones and stuff like that with people to kind of figure out how you get people to, to work better and, and where they 
um, may struggle or, or how you can improve those situations. And, and sometimes it's moving people around to work with different people and different personalities. And that's the hard part about business, right? Is you're dealing with people and their emotions and personalities and, and they can be highly unpredictable. And it's just understanding who's on your team and how to motivate them and how they work with each other, right? It's, it's a never ending battle. You know, that's a really good point that you made, Matt, that it's kind of this never ending battle because everybody's a little bit different. There's different dynamics. And you do have to get to know your people. And that's how you're going to be able to kind of put that little puzzle piece together so that everybody's working together in a harmonious way. That's a great response. I love that. All right. Question number four. Is there a, an experience that you can share where it might have been kind of perceived as a failure initially, but you turned it into a win? You know, I'm actually going to use um, working remote and COVID is an example of this. So for our company at the time in 2020, we had like 200 employees in the Philippines all working in our office and we didn't allow remote. We didn't allow remote at all. It was wow. super, super uh, exception to to do it. And so when COVID started, of course, we all went remote. And for us, it was a game changer to our business. Um, and now everybody is remote and we have no intentions of ever going back. And it allowed our employees to move out of the big cities, you know, so it's cheaper cost of living, save them time and their commute, all of that. And it's also allowed us to hire in a lot bigger area. So instead of hiring in one major city, now we're hiring all across the country. So, you know, even though COVID and, and all of that was was terrible for a lot of reasons, it ended up being a big win for us, for our business, because it also saves us uh, a ton of money on office office space, of course, as well, but it was a huge win for our employees. Our, our employees love working remote. That's, you know, you, you bring up a really good point that sometimes something as big as the the pandemic, you know, that's that's obviously huge, but the, the your willingness to kind of say, hey, we, we kind of have to look at this at a new way or in a new way, but then you were willing to say, this is something that we think works better long-term anyway, because I know a lot of companies and some need to, they need to kind of go back to the old way of doing things before they did it, before the pandemic. But others really kind of uh, allowed themselves to think through this new opportunity of working remotely and, gee, maybe it could work. And they did. And now it's working out a lot better. So and I love your approach about uh, how much easier it is for the employees and how much better it is for them. I think that's a great approach as well. For most of our employees, it saved them over an hour a day in commute. Yeah. Way, over, yeah. way more than an hour a day. That's And that's big, you know, for a lot of people, at least for me, I don't want to have a commute because uh, it's just sitting in the car or bus or whatever it is that you're doing, but uh, yeah, you can be a lot yeah. more productive or have time with family or whatever it is, if you don't have to have that commute. So most well of our, most of our employees there had to do a, a up to two hour bus commute a day, basically. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's huge. They got to love huge. that. That is huge. Well done. All right. All right, Matt, our last question. Tell us a little bit about your first job. Yeah, so my stepmom worked at a place called King Louie, and I remember the old the bowling alleys, King Louie bowling alleys, and they uh, they started out doing shirts like bowling shirts and stuff like that, and then that company did screen printing and director embroidery basically. And so my first job, my stepmom got me a job there working in the summer doing screen printing, and so that was my first job. I was fourteen, and I did screen printing. Uh, I did that for a couple summers, and then my next job was actually working at Walmart. And so, yeah, those were my, my first early jobs. So you had a little bit of kind of the entrepreneurial spirit there. I, I'm guessing with that, that screen printing that you did, I mean, maybe not, but did you get a little? Well, well, it's funny you mentioned that. So actually my very first job 
and that I didn't really get paid for was working with my dad at flea markets. So my dad worked at flea markets every single weekend. Um, and from the age of probably like five to 13 or something like that, every single weekend I worked with him at the flea market. And I guess I didn't really think about that as being my job, but it was actually kind of my first job. Very good. I like that. That's awesome. Thank you. So, and Matt, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. How can people find you? Yeah, you can find, uh, just look for Matt Watson on LinkedIn. I'm on TikTok and Instagram, Matt Watson KC. Um, and then you can check out Full Scale. It's fullscale.io. Fantastic. This is Sean Richards with the Team Engagement Podcast, where leaders of teams share their insights. For more ideas, you can go to our webpage, which is teamengagementpodcast.com. We also invite you to follow or subscribe to the podcast, whether it's the video version or the audio version. We'd love to have you join, join us regularly every week. And then also, this is Sean Richards reminding everyone to have humility to learn and then courage to act on what you've learned. Thanks so much for joining us today and have a great day.